hello there, friends. My name is Max Critchfield, and I'm the pastor of College Age Community here at Three Crosses. And this podcast exists for the purpose of helping young people flourish in life and faith. We're so glad you're with us. In this season of the Praxis Podcast, we're talking about discerning decisions, seeking guidance as it applies to making decisions, large and small, as faithful followers of Jesus. We've selected this topic because, especially in your young adult years, there are a lot of big questions that need discerning. Questions about location, vocation, relationship, and so much more. We're getting into all those questions. We're so glad you're with us. I am joined for these conversations by my friend, Patty Crone. Say hi, Patty. Hey there. Patty is the Director of Care and Equipping here at Three Crosses, and we're so blessed to have her with us as we dive into these exciting topics. And I say um, this ongoing season, all these topics, and the sad, exciting truth is that today is the final episode of season two of the Praxis podcast. So we have covered so much ground when it comes to making decisions. I know my thoughts and prayers when it comes to discerning decisions have grown and um, had just been spurred on by these conversations. And now it's it's graduation day. It's time Aww. to <laughs> get out dun, there. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Pomp and circumstance. Lovely. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, the final episode of our season about decision making marks the end uh, of this amazing journey, this chapter. And if you've been along for this whole ride, kudos to you. We hope it's been helpful. Uh, but before we get into kind of the final conversation um, for this season on decision making, as we do every episode, we come now to the precious moment. And this is a time on the podcast where we just share about something in recent memory that brings a smile to our face, something that's sparking joy for us at this time. So uh, for the final time here in season two, we're asking this question. So Patty, you want to go first? You want me to go? All right, I'll do it. Okay. Because uh, actually, so right now we're having tons of rain and everything's soggy. Yes. And I'm not a winter person. <laughs> I love me some summer. Yes. Grew up as a SoCal girl. So um, I am finding a lot of joy in things blooming. Uh, my favorite are these tulip trees. I don't know if you've seen tulip trees. They're so cool. Yeah, like saucer are, magnolias. Oh, they, yeah. I don't know what their official yes. genius is, but oh my goodness, they're all over my neighborhood. And so these dead trees now have these huge tulip flowers mm-hmm. growing on the branches, and it just makes me super happy. Yeah, they're called teacup magnolias. Teacup magnolia. Yeah, that and, makes uh, sense because they look like a magnolia, only purple and right. and teacup. That's, it, that's good. They're interesting because the flowers come out before the foliage yes. comes out of the plant. And right? it's just so so unique, and it, it just breathes. Mm. It's coming. Yes. Spring Ooh, is come coming. Come on, Betty. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, my my mom, she has this beautiful saucer magnolia in her uh are they always in her purple? Front yard. Is hers no, purple? I mean they come Pink, in purple. different variety okay. of colors, but they do kind of do that thing where they bloom before the foliage and they're kind of that first glimpse of the beauty yeah. of spring. Like well, everything else is favorite. still dormant, just out of nothing, it seems, come these beautiful flowers. So and, cool. Uh, I think you should do a link in the show notes to a picture <laughs> okay. of the what I call a saucer tulip mag- tray, yes. but it's a saucer magnolia. I have stand corrected and I love them. I love <laughs> them. How about I'm, you? Yeah, you know, I think for me, sitting here uh, recording this final episode, we just came back from our Praxis Winter Retreat mm-hmm. yesterday. So um, Better pick something from that. Yeah, it was just a great time. Um, had some old friends who came and led worship for us. Had Aww. my high school pastor 
do the speaking for us. That had so to have been cool. It was neat. It was neat to see him. He actually brought along his uh, son, who mm. is, I think, 26. And nice. A, a middle school teacher, and they kind of team taught the weekend. Aww. So, yeah, it was cool to spend time with him and just someone. I think maybe in a previous episode, I, I talked about my call to ministry, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah, moment at I'm the bonfire, him. the mm-hmm. beach. And, That's um, him? It, it, he was there. That's incredible. So it was kind of mm-hmm. neat to, I think... I think I said at the retreat, I've known him for like 25 years. Wow. So uh, he's been there for the literal beginning. Um, and so it was great. I mean, that's just two examples yeah. of what an amazing weekend it was, just getting away, um, just seeing God move and the hearts and lives of people. And it was a big blessing. So that's what I would say today for my precious moment. Different well, sort of tulip tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool. New well, life. New life happening at the Praxis Retreat. Amen. Well, here we are, as we said, graduation day. And Do um, sing again? Bum, no. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, sorry. I think if we do, well, I'm guessing we won't get like copyright infringed because I don't think anyone owns think, the copyright. Yeah, to I think that one's old enough that everybody gets a piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've sung a few times on some different episodes and people are like, if you sing for too long, they might like oh, wow. make you pay them royalties. But All I don't right, think we get then. enough listener volume to uh, be in the crosshairs of recording companies. Cool. So no talent. (laughs) But we now come to what sometimes is the hardest part of the decision-making process, Mm -hmm. which is making the decision. (laughs) Actually pulling the trigger, doing the thing. And so for this final episode, just talking about like, okay, we've worked through the toolbox. We've done all this stuff. Now I think I have a decision. Mm -hmm. What do I do next? You know? (laughs) And we could just say, well, just decide. But I think to be wise about the decision-making process is to give more kind of thoughtfulness and prayer Mm -hmm. to the actual Mm decision-making process. So that's what we're going to get into a bit today is just if you've listened up to this point, you know, you've gone through all those different frameworks. And and my hope is by the time of this episode recording to have kind of a little like Cliff Notes version of what we've Mm -hmm. talked about. So if you're just sitting, getting ready to make a decision, kind of some bullet points. So the different tools in the toolbox, some of the different kind of foundations of discernment, um, so we're sitting here thinking, okay, we've gone through all that. We're facing a decision. Now it's like, okay, I've got a decision. I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like this is from the Lord. So how do I then do the thing? How do I then move forward? So, um, maybe Patty, just have any initial thoughts as you maybe just, maybe we're imagining ourselves, like we've mm-hmm. just made a significant discernment. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I know what the thing is, yeah. but what am I feeling? You know, so for someone who's worked the process and come to a tentative decision, maybe just what would we say is by way of introduction? I, I guess first I would say anybody who's been hanging with us this long and is at this place <laughs> and has put this much time and thought into a decision, I hope they again sense God's pleasure and joy and um, that the journey has been mm. quite beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I start with the reflection. I look back to my original question and sometimes the the question or the decisions even morphed because of giving it time and getting input. And my relationships with people have shifted because I've sought help. So I think just sitting and celebrating the process would be a really good thing to think Mm. back and say, you know what, Lord, that was, that was a lot of your patience and, um, yeah, just feeling, feeling God's grace and kindness in giving the space and time. Some decisions we don't get a lot of time to to think through and process. So I guess gratitude. Um, yeah. And, and so I'm kind of thinking through too, as I'm beginning to think, okay, I think the decision is this direction. 
um, I start imagining, mm. imagining what it's going to be like after the decision is made, like, like imagining in my head, okay, I've made this decision and now, now what? And, and again, sensing, okay, is there peace in that? Yeah. I think you kind of mentioned the word that I was thinking of and, um, just kind of as we're sitting for this podcast and this, uh, some of this material is from the Elizabeth Liebert book, The Way of Discernment. We've mentioned it a few times in the podcast and she had kind of these movements for the decision process Mm -hmm. that I thought were helpful. And you said this word already, which is reflection, Mm -hmm. you know, they kind of like, okay, I I haven't gone live on the decision Mm -hmm. yet, but I have it, I'm holding it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reflecting, pause. Mm-hmm. and I think there's some good questions that we can ask. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned several there of just kind of like, okay, do I still have that sense mm-hmm. of peace? Um, kind of from the Liebert book, she lists some other questions here. You know, does the decision continue to sit well? Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, I got this thing, and maybe I know I've maybe come to something, and then I learn maybe a little new information. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it kind of yeah. like causes something Uh-oh. in me, Better like stop. Mm-hmm. I need to maybe sit with this a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe we have a tentative decision and it's not quite sitting right, Yeah, you know, and maybe that's something we need to stop and think about more. Um, she had another question here. Do you deeply desire this outcome? Why or why not? And I think that that's, you know. Meaning we, a specific outcome or... Because sometimes our decisions don't lead to a specific outcome. Maybe they're an opportunity or. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just kind of desiring this direction. This direction. Maybe that's a better way to put Mm -hmm. it there, you know. And I think that that is an interesting question. You know, it's like, okay, I made the decision, but do I like it? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and am I, I feeling I, pressure to make it right? Um, and I mean, you've mentioned these categories. We've talked about like good, bad, and hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. I guess the word in my mind as I think about this question is is ownership. Because mm. sometimes maybe yeah. we feel pressured to do something. Mm-hmm. I and mean, it's like, look, if you're going to do this, can I own this? Can I own it? And mm-hmm. if not, what's keeping me from being that's a, able to That's a good framework to think about. Yeah. Am I going to blame somebody else for this decision <laughs> later? <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> or hey, Or can you... I say, no, I did the, I did the work. I, I, I can own this. Yeah. I think that is a mm-hmm. helpful diagnostic if there's For sure. maybe exposing more work that might need to be done on the yeah. decision. Like, yeah. okay, I've, I kind of got what I think people mm-hmm. want me to do, but mm-hmm. at the first chance, I'm going to be passing off blame to somebody else if this doesn't go right. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> blame is, a, yeah, that's, a, that's a real, man, yeah. blame. So I think that's like just sitting in your spirit, like, mm-hmm. okay, am I prepared to own like, can I this own decision? This? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about a feeling of consolation, peace, and mm-hmm. and... You know, I don't think all these questions are like the thing because sometimes together they're good though. If we sit for a mm-hmm. while, like I was reading about, I think this was uh, Ignatius of Loyola. Mm-hmm. He has there's a whole thing called Ignatian spirituality. A mm-hmm. lot of, especially Liebert's book is about that. But he in the book she talks about a decision he journaled about, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of he was sitting with the decision for a while and he felt consolation mm-hmm. for a while and then they lost not. it and then mm-hmm. again and then not. it's kind of went back and forth just realizing. I'm never going to have complete like peace. a perfect mm-hmm. peace because my knowledge is incomplete. Absolutely. You know, I can just have That's a so sense good. of like at mm-hmm. the beginning with like the shepherding care of God. Mm-hmm. Like I know enough. There's nothing pointing to no. I've done the diligence here. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to feel completely settled. Yeah. I'm never going to feel a perfect peace. Like absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I think that that's wise counsel. Like if, if there counsel. is something in our s- stomach where it's like, this isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I 
if I'm honest, I don't think I can own this. Like that's cause to go back into mm-hmm. the process. But it could just simply be fear. Yeah. Normal human fear. fear. Mm-hmm. Like I feel peace today. And then I'm thinking about, oh, how my decision is going to mm-hmm. impact this person. What is robbing the peace yeah, is like, a good question. What's stealing it? Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a helpful question. Um, is the decision in accord agreement with the biblical witness? We've mm-hmm. already talked about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that this isn't about the right or wrong, but the gray. God mm-hmm. loves gray, as you said, Patty. Mm-hmm. He um, loves favorite color. God's favorite color. Um, but it's like, hey, if what I've landed on is contrary to mm-hmm. the witness of the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, I have, I missed a step. Better you know? do more than pause. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I like this one. Does your decision further and strengthen the commitments you've already made? That's so good. And, you know, for me in my realm, one of those top of line for me and you mm-hmm. is family. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I've made this decision. But before I made this decision, I've already made, I've said a yes mm-hmm. to my family. Mm-hmm. I've said a yes to my spouse, like in, in your case right. and in mine. You know, so I know you've mentioned, I think in the last episode, you talked about your your precious moment was your daughter visiting. Yeah. You know, and you guys making a, um, you making a decision that your your kids have to reckon with, you mm-hmm. know, of like yeah. relocating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm saying yes to this decision, but this is going to impact my other yeses. Yes. And we need Correct. to give thought to that if we Absolutely. want to navigate the change well. Yeah. You know. And for me in that one, you know, I didn't, it it was robbing my peace. Yeah. Because I felt like I was maybe not strengthening my commitment to my kids. But then Jeff, my one of my wisest counselors, my husband, best friend and boyfriend, all in one, <laughs> all wrapped in one. Um, he was like, but, but our commitment to our kids is for them to be healthy adults. Mm-hmm. Right. And... And that was actually helpful to go, okay, that brought the peace back. I'm not violating a commitment to being her mom. She's 25, yeah, you know, sure. and I'm I'm strengthening my commitment to the gospel and to the kingdom in doing something kind of crazy. In fact, that, that daughter's adopted. And when she was struggling with our decision, my husband said to her, the same crazy people <laughs> who were like, we're all in. I mean, no, not crazy. The same kingdom people that were excited about bringing you into our family are the ones going. You know, it's just who yeah. we are. Yeah. Um, it's not against you. It's for you. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's interesting. It's a very interesting question because further strengthen the commitments you've already made. You have to go a little deep in that. Like, yeah. what is my commitment to family? Mm-hmm. Is my commitment to family that they're comfortable and happy all the time? Or is my commitment to family that they see the kingdom yes. on display? Right. And, um, yeah, so that's that can be tricky. Oh, go back to wise counselors, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's the last question here yeah. on our list is, do others who know you well confirm, confirm. your decision? So it's like, okay, you've kind of wrestled. You've Hopefully mm-hmm. you've involved other people in the, pro- in the process mm-hmm. of the decision-making. And now it's like, okay, we're a tentative yeah. yes on this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that friend? How do you feel about that, you know, yeah. key stakeholder in my life? And they're like, yeah. And know, it was interesting because we, we had good friends who, who also have adopted. And there can be difficulties with feeling like you belong and who actually did meet with us and say, no, you're making the right decision. You are not violating your commitment to your children in doing this. This is not a violation. And mm-hmm. I, I have a prohibitive conscience. I can feel guilty about everything. <laughs> and then I cannot have peace about anything. And yeah. so having those wise people who love us, love her, love Jesus more. Because, um, yeah, once you make the decision, and that being one of them, the decision to come here, I lost peace a lot. Mm. There were many times I no longer had peace, but I could do the others. I could look. It's a biblical witness. Um, 
um, the the uh, the decision is in line with um, our other values. You know, um, other people confirm the decision, and um, and I'm kind of peeking ahead to the idea yeah, of sure. the fruit of the spirit appearing mm. in our life. It, it 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 that those those were all lining up. So I think some of this looks like almost like well maybe all these questions you want four out of seven. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe you don't need all seven. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just like in the discerning process is Mm -hmm. is, is a consensus emerging. Mm -hmm. Is a consensus um, emerging. That's a good word. Yeah, I think that fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace. I think Mm. kind of what you were getting at there is just, is this a a kind of a kingdom mindedness Mm -hmm. from a kingdom perspective? Mm -hmm. Does this decision make sense? Mm -hmm. And that involves the fruit of the spirit. That involves kind Mm -hmm. of, I mean, I even think about that with my family. Um, you know, my own kids and mm-hmm. kind of making sometimes bigger, scary decisions. It's like, I want them to see mm-hmm. bold faith absolutely in my life. Absolutely. You know, it's not about just safety, protecting exactly. them from scary things. Mm-hmm. It's about we're kingdom people, right. you know, and that's how we make decisions. That's how we make decisions. And, um, and they won't always make sense and they won't, certainly won't be comfort is not my friend and pain is not my enemy. Amen. Right. <laughs> Yes. No, and not going to be comfortable decisions. Anyway, yeah, good. And then good this stuff. last one here, and I think this is kind of interesting, and then leads into the next kind of movement of kind of around the decision-making process is do you have the energy and courage necessary to proceed? And if not, how might mm. you find it? Mm-hmm. So you Might need helpers, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of comes to this point where it's like, I think this is right, but I don't know if I have it in me to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And that mm-hmm. speaks to our, you know, Patty. Our humanity. You've been introduced this these categories of being needy and needed mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. staff culture and conversation, and I think there's a humility piece mm-hmm. here too. I I guess kind of the biblical picture I'm thinking of is like Moses, right? In that story mm-hmm. where like he whenever he like lifts his Aaron hands, they're like having mm-hmm. they're having success in the battle. And he puts his arms down, yeah. but his arms get heavy. Obviously, he can't mm-hmm. hold them up, and so his kind of Aaron and her come yeah, around. And they come and they hold up his arm. arms mm-hmm. to kind yeah. of. For, oh man, I can resonate provision. with that for sure. And even once you've made the decision, you might still need energy and courage from others to keep following through right. and to stay in it. Yeah. I think the first few months we were living here, mm. um, I was very dependent on the energy and courage of Jeff and others yeah. um, mm. to, wow. s- to, to, to stay in the decision. Yeah. 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 I think that's one of the things in a decision is we can be tempted to bolt when it's hard, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Can I just go back? Can I go back? Can I go back? Yeah. Let's and call the movers. Come pick my mm-hmm. stuff up. I think that's a helpful <laughs> reflection, just recognizing from the mm-hmm. start. I There's going to be time. I pulled the trigger on this mm-hmm. thing. It's going to be It's going to be hard. It's going to be, gonna be hard. It's real tough. Mm-hmm. And um, if I'm sitting here and I have peace now, mm-hmm. so I just Write need to down. recognize mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to need the support of my yeah. people. I'm going to need the support of the Lord mm-hmm. um, because I have a piece on this. I just know it's going to be tough. Well, I mean, maybe to bring this together, I like this quote from Ignatius of Loyola. He says this, when the choice has been made, the person who has made it ought with great diligence to go to prayer before God, our Lord, to offer him that choice and to beg his majesty to receive and confirm it, provided it is to his greater service and praise. Mm-hmm. So I think I just, I love that, the spirit of that, of like, okay, I've made a choice and I'm bringing it into the presence mm-hmm. of God and I'm, I'm looking for a consolation. I'm looking, you know, and just con- mm-hmm. for confirmation that it's to his service. It's his praise as kingdom people. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. So that's one movement of our, uh, 
thing here is reflection, and then we move then to action. Mm. And, you know, I've been thinking about this and just being a leader, a leader in the church for a number Mm -hmm. of years, just making a lot of decisions myself, we all do, that there's times where we come to a good decision, but we execute it poorly, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. (laughs) Where it's like you could look at it and say it makes sense, makes Mm -hmm. sense on paper, Mm -hmm. your decision process Mm -hmm. was sound, but we can really fumble the ball when it comes Mm -hmm. to implementing the decision. Mm -hmm. And that's where we can really miss it, you know? (laughs) Like we can Mm -hmm. come to a good decision, but we ought to give just as much thought to then, Mm -hmm. depending on the decision, how we make the decision. Yeah. How we then roll it out, how we implement it, and um, would you agree there that kind of yeah? The implementation and I think we key? almost need an example. Um, I think you know, I remember resigning from a position on a church staff, mm. and there was abuse going on. There was some pretty awful stuff happening, and how I resigned and the process by which I left was critical, almost as critical as the decision itself. And um, I needed to be very careful. I needed to watch my steps, to love well, and to um, and to get out of the way for the process. So I, I 100% agree. And and so it is easy to just get helpers when we're making a decision, and then forget helpers when we're executing the decision. And yeah. I'm telling you, I actually needed more help executing the decision yeah. <laughs> than I actually needed to make it. Right. It became a slam dunk when it was time to make it. Um, but executing it, there was a thousand different ways it could have gone. And I just needed, I needed, I needed helpers. I needed Aaron and hers to hold my, hold my hands up. So, um, because had I done it poorly, again, people would have been hurt and the wrong people would have been hurt and the wrong people would have gotten away with things that were really Mm. terrible. So Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. The, when I think about that, that brings up a lot for me mm-hmm. as far as, yeah, it really matters. It really matters how we do things, not just what we do. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it going to lead to love of God and love of others the way we do it? And, and that can be ending a relationship. It would be another example. I'm trying to think of examples for our listeners, you know, when, when you know that it's time to end a relationship and you finally have peace about it. It still matters how. You don't just, okay, oh, yeah. I'm done, <laughs> so I'm ready to get out. You you really want to think through and, and be formed spiritually even in how you do it. Yes. Bring the Lord in. Bring wise people in. Be patient. Remember that when your decision impacts someone else, you've had a lot of time thinking, and your decision may be brand new to them, yeah. and they need time to catch up yeah. to you. So, yeah, how we do it is really important. Yeah, I think we're also speaking right in our experience with church leadership, mm-hmm. and that's a category of decision making. And there's a number of them like that. They're just they're sensitive, and I'm I'm just kind of not laughing, but just kind of the, like the irony sometimes that maybe the decision itself is very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I need to leave. Like in your yeah. example, I can't stay here. I can't but stay here. How do I leave? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I leave well without you know with those kingdom values in mind of mm-hmm. like loving the people well that I've been entrusted with, or, you know, if it's a relationship we're leaving, like, how do I affirm this person and Mm -hmm. not hurt them unnecessarily? And this is, I think, where often we learn from our failures, you know? That's (laughs) true. It's kind of executing. And we should expect that it's not going to be easy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just thinking through the how, Mm -hmm. that doesn't eliminate the hard. No. But sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't think enough about the how. Yeah. And they end up causing undue Mm -hmm. stress and unnecessary hurt if I would have sought counsel mm-hmm. for the Slowed how. Slowed it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like I can be really impatient once the decision is made. Mm. I just, especially when it was like breaking up with a guy. Once the decision was made, I just wanted out. Yeah. I wanted out of there as fast as I could. And I, I think I did some pretty awful things mm. in my expediency and not realizing that when I was ending a relationship, sometimes that person had no idea until I was on the other end. And then you then you learn from that, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think especially when other people are impacted by your decision, it even amps up the importance of how you do it. So Right. Yeah, and Liebert, again, had some interesting questions here that we've kind of touched on. Uh, one, like, can my decision be broken down into discrete steps? Mm-hmm. If so, in what order should I take the steps? Mm-hmm. So I think this then speaks to the what button, buttons I push and when, the how mm-hmm. question of mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe it's simple. Like, maybe it's like quitting Chipotle. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, tell my manager, you know, mm-hmm. but like, am I going to inform my coworkers? Am right. I going to like, mm-hmm. how long am I going to stay on? You know, just mm-hmm. like, what are the steps of like, mm-hmm. who am I going to tell? What am I going to do when? So once I've made a decision, like, is are there steps to this decision and in what order should I take them? Mm-hmm. That's good because we can tend to get into trouble sharing our decision with the wrong people before we share our decision with the right people. Yeah. Right? That's a good word. Does anyone need to be informed of this decision in advance mm-hmm. of its implementation? If so, what is the best way to do that? And I think you mentioned this. So just like mm-hmm. maybe I've been thinking about something for a while, but when it happens, mm-hmm. this is the first they're hearing about it. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's like giving some thought to, okay, who should know mm-hmm. when? And a lot of yeah. this, it's kind of soft skills. It's like, there's sure. no yes or no. And learned. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. um, who should know when? Mm-hmm. I, not like there's a one right answer to that question, right. but we should think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it in what order should people be informed? Um, who besides me might be involved in carrying out the decision? How will I invite them into the role? Mm. So that, again, is kind of speaking to the yeah. courage and energy to proceed. Like, who am, whose mm-hmm. support am I going to need right. as I walk this mm-hmm. path? Yeah. And then uh, in here, too, is if some of them choose not to join me, what will I do then? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe our decision involves other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if those people say, I don't see it the way that you do. Um, it's difficult. It's painful. Do we do? Mm-hmm. And that then maybe spins us off into another decision process, you know, another discerning of like, How okay. Do we, do we stay in these relationships or not? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Mm. And then in that same vein, who will support me along the way of this decision? Kind of in that same category. That's really good. It's kind of reminding me of Jesus' words about whoever's going to build a tower is going to count the cost. Mm. You know, you're, yeah. you're, think, you're counting the cost of this decision, both the pros, the cons, and then you're preparing well. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. And I wrote here, you know, if we encounter significant fear or resistance, taking that to God and compare it with the freedom we felt as we came to the decision. So we kind of spoke about this mm-hmm. in the reflection thing. Yeah. Is like, as we're talking about the implementation, it's maybe like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting pushback from somewhere, maybe within myself or without. Mm-hmm. What does that mm-hmm. tell me? Yeah. So like, this isn't just like, okay, I've decided the book is closed. All done. I'm not listening to anybody mm-hmm. anymore. You know, we have to stay open. Stay open. Along humble. the process. Mm-hmm. For yeah. it to be well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But you can do it, listener. We believe in yes, you. God yes, is with you. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And this is where that category of hard is different than bad. Yeah. You know, if we're facing fear or resistance, is it exposing something that's not quite right? Or is it just making it hard to, to follow through? And hard is always good for us. Yeah. That's always good for us. And I think, too, um, I mean, in the discernment, in the implementation thinking about our wise voices episode, ask other wise mm-hmm. people how to implement your decision. Yeah, like this isn't absolutely. about you just figuring it out yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, 
here's a decision. I, mm-hmm. I feel peace about before the Lord. Maybe you're a person that's helped me come to it. Mm-hmm. Could you help me think about how to how do to it? do it? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just talking about the power of community all throughout mm-hmm. this process. And maybe those are people who are going to maybe carry you when it yep. gets tough. They're going to lift sure. your arms when mm-hmm. it's hard, but don't be afraid mm-hmm. to ask for help on the how yeah. of your decision. For sure. <sighs> and then that's, as we're walking that road and we're looking back, our okay, final movement. Okay, can I have a story on that one? Okay, go ahead. On the how. Okay, so I was thinking about, so when we did, when we did finally adopt and, um, we got Emmeline and, and the Lord provided some real specific markers. I asked for some real specific markers about her birthday and all that. Then uh, we get her home where we're, it's been about a month and I'm starting to really panic. You know, it's just overwhelming having children, birth or adoption. Yeah. And I cried out to the Lord, I'm don't I'm losing peace and I'm scared and what have what have what have we done? Mm. And it had nothing to do with her. She was a beautiful baby. It was me. Yeah. Um, right when I said that, our nine year old son walked through the room and said, Mom, isn't our baby the most beautiful baby and aren't you glad she's in our family now? Mm. And it was just so perfect, mm. you know, and I do think we can we can be supernatural too. We can ask God, Amen. give me confirmation, speak to my soul, give me a tulip tree. I don't yeah. know, whatever it is. And I just Hallelujah. remember, you know, when we're feeling that fear or resistance, I think it's okay to ask for another sign. Mm. You know, we're not trying to test the Lord. We're not going to undo our decision based on it. We're just saying, Lord, could you be my Aaron and her? Will you lift up my hands? Will Amen. you be my courage? Can you be my, my strength? And they're more often than not, the Lord has done that. I can think of the decision to travel across the country and work with in the persecuted church. There were pretty some pretty scary moments. And talk about thinking about what you've done to your family and mm. having to think through that decision. Yeah. And so being there and then being mm. in danger at one point, I remember crying out to the Lord thinking, did I make the wrong decision to be here? Are my mm. kids never going to forgive me because I'm going to end up, you know, in jail now? And um, wow. right at that moment, he brought a scripture to mind. Um it was just an amazing story how we brought this specific scripture to mind and I read it and my prayer partner, it, he had brought it to her mind at the same time. I mean, it was just this, and wow. it was a scripture he had given us before we left. And anyway, so it's a long, longer story that doesn't need to be told right here. The point being that we can cry out and say, Lord, I believe I made this decision with you and now I'm doubting. Can you talk to me? Um, and it might be supernatural peace he gives you. It might be something very specific. It might be a word. It might be a person. But I think he delights in us asking. So Amen. that's been a, a real help in action for me. He loves to give good gifts to his he children. He loves to give good gifts. And what's the best just... gift he gives? The Holy Spirit, right? Amen. That same passage says, so he will give you, so your father will give you the Holy Spirit. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. The comforter. Yep. And then finally, we're just looking back. So we've made the decision. Mm. We're walking along the path. And so we don't want to kind of move on without just thinking about, Mm. um, you know, kind of what's looking back on the process. Mm -hmm. So as we've mentioned several times during this season, you know, the discernment processes we go through give us wisdom and insight Mm -hmm. for future discernment. Absolutely. You know, so it's kind of thinking Mm -hmm. about our process, like, okay, Mm -hmm. how did that go? You know, like, which Mm -hmm. steps did I include? Maybe which were some steps that I omitted Mm -hmm. that I, maybe if I had it to do again for next time, I'll make sure I include. Right. Um, And uh, that can help us. Uh, Where are there places that, you know, it went really well or things went off track? You know, (laughs) what can we learn for that for our next discernment? And then as well, just looking at the fruit of our decision, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, as it's played out, you know, we're kind of weeks or months into what we've Mm -hmm. decided, kind of looking around and going, you know, there's some, is there affirmation Mm -hmm. here? 
yeah. you know, is there kind of the smile of God upon this decision Absolutely. I've made, even in the good, bad, and hard? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those. that's just a couple. Any kind of evaluation questions come to mind for you, Patty? Um, yeah, I think just being humble with it and receiving God's grace. You know, I look back and there were times that even if the decision ended up being not the best decision or the process, the implementation, um, really receiving that as a growth opportunity. Like, Lord, don't don't let this be wasted and don't let me just sit in shame over it. Instead, help me grow and um, and do differently and do differently next time. Um, don't let me forget and 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 help me be grateful. Yeah. Amen. Well, anything you want to say by way of conclusion? I'm just so proud of our listeners. Hmm. Like that they would invest the time and energy and 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 I'm so thankful to God that he has made us decision makers, that he is hmm. in our createdness, he's created us to have some autonomy, some control in our lives and to get to make choices. And what an opportunity it is to know him. You know, I think I go back to our first episode and what a privileged decision making is. Mm. Um, first of all, that we have a God who doesn't decide everything for us. Amen. You know, he, he puts us in a journey where we, we can trust in his sovereignty that whatever decision we make, we're still going to land where he wants us to land eventually. But he gives us opportunities and discernment and, and a chance to make choices and then let that shape us. And um, so I just, I think I'm just in awe of, of a father who loves us that much and and then walks with us, even if the decision isn't exactly what he would have in his perfect will. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't go, oh, he didn't decide what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I'm out of here. He, he walks closely with us and it's not so much about the decision. Again, we're not talking about sin decisions or talking about gray. It's not so much about the decision. It's him wanting to join us, you know. Um, Amen. We don't teach our kids to walk so that they can run away from us. We teach our kids to walk so they'll hold our hand, right? Wow. And so God teaches us how to walk so he can hold our hand in all of it. And um, that's just an amazing, what a father, what a father we have. I don't think I can say anything more than that. <laughs> Patty, thank you so much for You're blessing so us. You're so welcome. It's been such a joy, such a privilege. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode and this season of the Praxis Podcast. I hope you found these conversations helpful. Again, uh, in the show notes, I'm hoping to kind of create a little discernment worksheet as you're maybe facing a potential decision in your own life. I invite you to take a look at that resource and um, hope that these conversations have been helpful for you in your walk with the Lord. And Patty, thank you again so much. I think when I asked you to be involved in this podcast, you really know what you were saying yes to. Um, <laughs> it was a good yes. It was a good decision. <laughs> but um, your presence in these conversations has been invaluable. It's been so fun. thank you it's so been much. Really fun. Well, hope that these have been a blessing to you. These conversations about discerning decisions. We're praying blessing on you as you walk with God. And your illustration there, Patty, along the path of decision, knowing that the Good Shepherd walks with us, and we won't lack anything. Well, we hope you found these conversations helpful, and we'll catch you next time on the Praxis Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,